0: What's up, guys? Welcome into the first episode of College Football Uncensored. It is our new podcast here at SDS uh, with yours truly, Chris Marlar, and my good friend, Tyler Huck, who I think some of you have met before.
1: Um, Tyler, introduce yourself, man. Hey, I'm Tyler Huck. God, this What's is- up, guys? Hey, I just wanted everyone to know, I hope you liked the intro song. Um, little known fact... <laughs> I think it's also the same song uh that is used in a commercial for Myrtle Beach the the, the city. Uh Chris alerted me of this the other night via text message. Um so yeah, I ch- I chose that. Uh had not seen the commercial yet but pretty good. I mean, you could have just said like your age, like sex and
0: location like we were on aim. I don't know why he did throw in all ASL. that. Still a little bit a little bit jaded and peeved because you picked one song to choose from. I picked <laughs> roughly 12 and uh, I'd say immediately, everyone agreed with your song choice, including the good people of Myrtle Beach. So if you love airbrush t-shirts and tetanus, you are going to love this podcast or at least the intro song. So a lot of you might be kind of confused because, you know, there's a different podcast in the same feed with SDS. Um, you've been wondering where I've been. I've been on an Eat, Pray, Love mission. Just, well, mainly in Eat, just been eating a lot. Um, and we've been working on some new projects for 2021. And this is one of them. So if you've been listening to the SES pod, Connor uh, probably already mentioned that he is doing, we're doing separate pods. He's doing more serious um, long form interviews and, and, and fun stuff like that. And then we're going to be talking college football and um, saying bad words, but having a lot of fun while doing it and not taking uh, taking it as serious. So you'll have the best of both worlds, but there will be, it'll be in this feed for the time being. And then we will start transitioning into our own feed um i don't know what that means these are all just technical terms i was i was told my boss to say so check out the feed and um you know you know rise and grind is that right am i doing
1: this yeah yeah yeah. well what that really means is go look us up yeah for sure yeah look us up and give us a five-star review even if you hate us just do it because it's the only way we can grow we don't want to be a measly little podcast we want to be the number one podcast in the world so let's do this
0: also, yeah, I mean, like, and if you hate us, let's talk about it. I hope, I hope you don't, because this is, we've only been on for like two minutes. Right. But I mean, you know, I guess I probably earned it in some areas. Regardless of that, like, subscribe, all those things, tell your parents or don't, um, one of them, whichever the cool one is, or your cool uncle, to check out the <laughs> podcast. And without further ado, let's get started. So College Well Uncensored, uh, what we are going to do every week, we're going to talk about college football. We're also going to talk about just relevant sports and things that, you know, that are happening in the world, not in the world, but the sporting world, um, you know, delve
1: into fiscal policy, monetary policy, anything really
0: just stuff that I don't have to Google if we're going to, if we're going to do all that. Um, so it'll just be on a much, much lighter side. It'll be, um, I don't know, probably a little bit more, more fun. It won't be like a cold cubic breakdown of offensive linemen and, and you know, the third string quarterback at Kentucky, all of these things, it'll pretty much just be, jokes and and some some hopefully hot takes and uh and a lot of fun and a lot of it based off of y'all's involvement as well so uh first episode right (laughs) not about college football it's about super bowl (laughs) yeah right on the
1: heels of um i'd say maybe the worst super bowl
0: in quite some time
1: yeah that was a horrible watch if you're not a tampa bay bucks fan it was um what's what was really weird about it was even even us you know we had the if you're if you're not in the uh, podcast Facebook group, we had a Facebook live with um, Michael Calabrese, Calabrese. Um, to talk about bets, and I think it was so weird that nobody talked about the fact that the Chiefs' O line actually Calabrese brought it up was decimated by injury. And we Mahomes, don't talk about the injuries enough. Yeah. yeah, and Mahomes was also injured, and no one really wanted to talk about that, which was super weird because uh, most people in the media picked the Chiefs. Um, but it was domination. I mean, all game long. I actually read a stat before we started, uh, we came on here that Mahomes was pressured on twenty-nine of his fifty-six dropbacks, which was the most in Super Bowl history, whereas Brady was pressured on four of thirty, which yeah, is I mean, the lowest like of it, his it career. was as
0: close, it was as close to like a Jared Garantano 2018 like Florida State. Like, who was the kid? I,
1: DeAndre Francois, who was just... Oh, yeah, he just shattered his leg in my dreams.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what dreams those were because it was not going very far. But, like, uh, regardless, successful. yeah, it just... You know, it's just a public beating of of sorts all night long. And um, really, like, it wasn't just... We're not going to sit here and complain about the refs. I mean, I mean, we are. We absolutely are. Um, it, it was not an enjoyable game, which is weird because it's the Super Bowl. It's, like, the culmination of the season. Everyone's excited for it. But, I mean, like, I, I don't know how how like to get through to refs at all levels to tell them like, Hey bro, sit this one out. Not about you. Stop making yourself so prevalent and and, like a factor into, into big moments. And I think the first half there was seven or eight penalties on the chiefs for like 80 yards, one One. on Tampa Bay. And it was all in big, big critical situations. That's Mm -hmm. what was so frustrating about it. And also like, uh, let's be honest guys. Like I'm purely projecting for the most part here because I bet on Kansas City like an uncomfortable amount of money and now here we are. So <laughs> yeah, like it was- like five star review, and if you guys could send me like three bucks and maybe some ramen noodles, that'd be really good for me.
1: Drop that cash app, boy. There you go. Um <laughs> no, nah, it was just it was pathetic. I mean, watching Mahomes Every drop back that he had, it seemed like he had less than two seconds to try to find an open receiver. And yeah. then he didn't, you know, he had a bad wheel. You know, he, it's not like he could take off running for 30 yards. He's got turf toe. They said before the game, he's probably going to have to have surgery after this game that might have him sidelined for six months. Um, so it was tough. Uh, I really don't like Tom Brady. So that just added to it. It's not fun to watch him win again. Uh, hats off to him. He. Obviously, is the best of all time, the greatest of all time, whatever you want to say. But uh, yeah, it's still not enjoyable to watch his smarmy ass win another game, uh, Super Bowl.
0: I think smarmy ass is the best way to describe Tom Brady. I mean, like, listen, he's the goat. He's the greatest of all time. We are also both from Atlanta and Falcons fans. So True. again, like you know, a lot of this will be sports talk, but a lot of it will be just working through our feelings uh, because you know the, the Super Bowl. I, I tell you what, I hate to bring this this game up ever. But watching that game, I just kept thinking, I was like, how in the hell did the Falcons <laughs> manage to blow a 28-3 to lead? Because it seemed pretty much impossible to do so watching that game. But, yeah, I mean, Brady, it's it's not because he always wins. It's because, I, I, you know what, I don't know. I don't know. It, no,
1: you know what it is? It's like a classic example was after the Bucs go down and score a touchdown, he's talking all that shit to Tyron Matthew. Matthew oh, yeah, by like, the way, comes... that's
0: our first cuss word. We're allowed oh, yeah, to cuss in go. this podcast, so there that's you right.
1: go. So he's talking all that shit to Tyron Matthew and Matthew comes back at him and basically does the same thing he did. Matthew gets flagged. And that's just like the epitome of what Tom Brady is. It's like he gets away with everything. He gets all the calls. He is great. Don't get me wrong. Um, But, you know, the other thing, too, is like the whole narrative is Brady, 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 Brady. You look at his stats. He threw for like 200 yards in this game. Again, Tampa's defense was incredible, just like they were in the Packers game. Yeah. It was like, I, I don't, let me see the final stat, but it's uh, yeah. He had three touchdowns, which is great, but yeah, it was like he barely had over 200 yards passing. I mean, no offense.
0: Like and I, hate Brady too, but it's yeah, 201. Time, like, that's that's pretty nitpicky because he looked incredible. I think he was 16 of 20 in the first half. And right. if For he only 200 had 200 yards passing, great. he still had about a hundred yards more than than Mahomes. So um, I, I mean, yeah, like, I think like, like when you brought up like the, the incident with, uh with Tyron Matthew, I, it was, it was annoying because it, again, like all the flags that were coming were happening like at the biggest possible times, like the, the, the offsides on the field goal attempt. <laughs> he, he, like the guy literally, as soon as the ball snapped, he takes one step and stands upright. He had no impact on that play at all. And we get a five yard penalty and, in and, and Romo and, and Nance are sitting here saying, well, you know, I mean, like, you gotta wonder if they're going to go for it. Cause you know, it's, it was fourth yeah. and five or something like that. It's, they're going to be close to a first. Didn't even measure, just automatic first down. They scored two <laughs> plays later. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was they frustrating.
1: Two, well, they scored two plays later on a, a ball that was thrown out of the end zone where they called a PI uh, against Mike Evans. It's just like, I don't know. I, I don't hate to bitch. I mean, Tampa was definitely a better team in this game. Um, yeah, what an intro for us. Just like yeah, no, a, just a good just first impression, playing. just salty as fuck about, about a game that we what had. What was with the so, but I mean, everything about it, like the, the, the halftime show. Like I, I almost threw so up I
0: like the halftime show besides when the weekend decided to, I don't know who let him get that camera.
1: I almost threw up. I was getting yeah. so nauseous.
0: If you guys love like epilepsy inside of a Notre Dame football helmet, you were going to love this one part of the halftime show. <laughs> I, I saw that it got like, it caught a lot of heat uh, to the point where like Dan Walken and Clay Travis actually agreed on it. Whoa. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. I I kind of enjoyed it, but
1: yeah, I mean I, I thought it was just okay. Um, and then you know, the commercials, like to me, was there any like memorable I, I feel like that was always the big thing about the Super Bowl 10 yeah. years ago was how many great commercials there were. You never I can't know when key. The shaggy the shaggy one, maybe with uh, Cheetos. But so what's oh. weird about that is like I saw that a couple days early,
0: but that was like way late in the actual broadcast.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It, it it just, I don't know. Bummer of a night. I I was yeah. hoping for a great game. Didn't turn out that way. Uh, that's why college football is better. I very much agree with that. Um, yeah. What what do you want to complain about now? I I
0: will say there were two commercials that I thought were actually really good, and one was the Will Ferrell thing, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. with uh Norway, because, I, listen, there's probably one asshole like in like Brooklyn, like like in like a turtleneck. It's like. Okay, like, do you guys really not know where Sweden and Norway are physically located on a map? I I have no idea. I I guarantee you, 98% of the people that not only listen to this podcast, but in this country, these are two just absolute facts. They spell bananas by singing that Gwen Stefani song from 20 years ago to themselves before they spell it. And two, the only way, the only reason any of us know where Iceland is is because of Mighty Ducks 2.
1: That's true. And that iceland is green and greenland is ice exactly so i mean like you know any commercial where i can learn
0: I, I, you know i love that i love that um i like that one and i actually really like the uh the gwen stefani um what's what's the dude's name he's awful blake shelton <laughs> god he's awful but that commercial was hilarious because they kind of owned up to how awful he is Hail so right. I, I like that one. what's that he's got a song called hell Rat." hell Rat. Okay. At some point, country music is just going to end up being like a grunt and like a fist bump because they don't sing about anything besides just like, beer, man, come on now. Beer, trucks, hell yeah, brother. Um, All right. So we had an idea because like we said, most of the content on here is going to be, we'll talk about things and then stray away from anything close to being serious. And and I felt bad because like, there's a, a lot of, noticeable advertisers and brands that were like absent this year because they decided not to spend all their money like Budweiser they were kind of dicks about it they're like we're not going to spend five million dollars for a commercial we're gonna have we're gonna spend that on on like creating more awareness about COVID so well, it's, we're a year in man so like you know I think we're all pretty aware <laughs> I think we're aware yeah. <laughs> um just put out the damn Clydesdales and shut your mouth so I, I felt bad though because this Obviously, if Budweiser can't afford to do that. There's a lot of companies that couldn't afford to advertise this year. So right. we took the liberty of, of writing a few commercials for them. Like the so, Unsung Heroes.
1: So I thought it was perfect for a Tampa... Games in Tampa, you got the Bucks in the game, to have Oakley as one of the commercials. Oh, hell
0: yeah. Tyler, here's the thing. That delivery is not going to sell any effing sunglasses. So I went ahead... <laughs> And wrote an actual script. Okay, oh, okay. Like, a right. lot of you listening to their pod, you guys know I'm, I'm very, very well versed in writing scripts. And when I say that, I mean, just for Texas Pete, here's the deal. All right. Just like close your eyes and just, just let me take you away to, to a very special magical place. You're in an old Navy and Applebee's parking lot. Okay. You hear the roar of an engine then the, the sound of brakes, kid rock music plays all of a sudden some man in a goatee named Jace Jason hops out of his Ford Raptor. Hell right, brother. I mean just a goatee of all goatees. As soon as he's done taking whatever profile picture he just took a selfie of in the front seat, he's out of the raptor and immediately grabbing the back of his wife's arm. Now here's the deal, man. Why do you need Oakley's? you could buy you could buy any kind of sun sunglasses, any kind, right? Pac Sun, Ray Ban. Um I mean, I was used to be a member of Pac Sun, still am, still proud. Um but here's the deal, man. <laughs> Jace Jason was, was a second team all-county linebacker in 1998. And some people think, hey, maybe he hasn't moved on from his glory days. Why the hell would he, bro? Why the hell? Everything was better in 98. We didn't have Y2K. Uh, you know, the economy was fantastic. The Baja men had not let the dogs out yet. McGuire was still the home run king. And there you were, Jace Jason. Benching 270 pounds. 240, you told everyone it was 270. Here's the deal, man the sun ain't going anywhere and you can't block your, your eyes with a salt life sticker. So grab yourself a pair of all white Oakley's. There you go. You're welcome. Um, So much swag, so much drip, so much swag. Like those, those, if you told me that like that entire company or like that line of, of, of sunglasses were just made for people named Trent, I would a thousand percent believe you. (laughs) A thousand percent. Um, a couple other ones I thought of just, you know, like you, you don't ever see Jaeger or, or brands like that ever you advertise. How, I feel like the last time you
1: heard of someone like drinking Jaeger, like legitimately, like not ironically as a joke. Tyler, we lead
0: very separate lives. <laughs> um, I feel like I go out a lot more than you because I don't have a kid. Um, so, a lot my favorite bar in atlanta diesel filling station it's like their drink of choice it's disgusting um and it's kind of like the same with like miller high life i feel like you don't see any miller high life commercials
1: yeah you're right maybe Miller
0: light but not the high life not the high life i mean and it's the high life the champagne of the champagne of domestic violence listen if you do you love booze and hate yourself and or your dad And why don't you come over here and pop a squat next to me at the corner of this bar and grab yourself a a shooter of Jaeger. It is liquid licorice, and it will absolutely ruin your evening. (laughs) It blows my mind that people drank Jaeger before Fireball was a thing. Yeah, Fireball just kind of stepped right in there, didn't it? Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, (laughs) All I have else to say about about commercials in general, and then we'll actually get to, like, real content – I think my favorite commercials on TV are the Neutrogenics commercials. And I will admit that like two years ago, six months, I got drunk and bought uh, a bottle of Neutrogenics. If you're not familiar with what Neutrogenics is, it's the testosterone supplement that that Frank Thomas peddles on TV and emasculates everyone in front of their wives uh, in the
1: middle of like a Planet Fitness. It is the most... So so Big Hurt touting medicine for low T. Yeah. I don't I don't
0: it's it's so uncomfortable because like it, it could just be an informative commercial like hey listen like when you're under 40 it happens guys it happens but it it just slowly transitions into like by the way I can tell you're not having sex with your wife properly and he gives us like a re- a weird wink it's very uncomfortable every the, the sexual energy in those commercials is is uncomfortable and also why is Doug Flutie on him now <laughs> why not I mean, it's just a, a very weird pairing. Me. It's like watching like Turner and Hooch, like with Frank Thomas, like the size difference alone is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, dude. Old Flutie, old five-six uh gunslinger back there. On a good day. Um, anyway, so
0: those are the commercials we wrote. I'm sure that you guys wraps really... up Super Bowl talk. See, yeah, all the Super Bowl talk. We'll do the blimpy one for next week. Um, okay, so the Brady thing we talked about. And we, you know, we don't want to be too much of a negative podcast, but we got us thinking because the Patrick Reed incident happened last week. And I feel like I understand that a lot of people hate Brady because he wins all the time. Um, Patrick Reed, I don't know, like even including his parents, I don't know anyone that likes Patrick Reed.
1: His wife, who is his caddy and also has created burner accounts to basically tote him all day long on Twitter. Is that real? Oh, that's really real. Wait,
0: she's his caddy? She's his caddy. That has to be because no one else wants to do it
1: for him. Exactly right, because he cheats. He's he's got caught cheating literally red handed, like five or six times in his career, college and and uh last week on the tour. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, like, you
0: know, rumors he was kicked out of Georgia for whatever reason. It's a miracle he didn't end up starting at quarterback at, at Auburn. Um, yeah, but like it's just a pretty unlikable dude, so we made a list. Uh, and want to hear from you guys as well. The least likable athletes, I mean, because like, listen, we hate Brady because we're from Atlanta, he ruined. I mean, things were so promising before that,
1: and now look at us. Now look at us, I know. We don't even have a Whataburger, I don't even get a chance to go out and drink Jaeger on a consistent basis. That's honestly, you're the one that said it, and I'm glad you got to hear it because, like, is this where you want your life to be? Not really, but. Here
0: we are. There you go. Um, yeah, so Patrick Reed, for sure. I'm not trying to be a homer here. I feel like I wrote down Cam Newton, and I thought of this as well. Nick Fairley was probably just as bad. He just didn't win a Heisman Trophy. But, like, you want to talk about, like, one of the most impactful players of in, like, the country that season and always up to no good, like a cat or a snake.
1: <laughs>
0: Move over, Gary Danielson. All right. Uh... Coming for you.
1: <laughs> For me, and I'll try to keep bias out of it, um, Marshall Henderson. I know you love the guy.
0: <laughs> I just, it's not often that you can watch someone like just absolutely ruin an old man's entire blood pressure and, and like maybe like like months of health.
1: Hmm. Vontaze Perfect.
0: Yeah, I had that one down there too. Just I read that of... Bill Romanowski, but I feel like. It's a little dated, but I'll A take little it. bit dated, yeah. He's just like a like a real shitbag of a person, though. Like he would spit in people's face and like their faces, and like I think like dropped like bad words and
1: stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Uh, you know who I really don't like, and he probably is a nice guy, Justin Turner, <laughs> the third yeah. baseman for the Dodgers. I don't know why, because
0: he has red hair. He did like it's it's so <laughs> much just... red hair. <laughs> You were last year in the, in the... I feel like
1: you're just trying to be an asshole at that point, you know? When you have that much hair yeah. and it's that red, it's just like, really, bro? You can't just shave the head, make it at least a little presentable?
0: Just to, like, appease a, a us? Like, I am I cannot look at it. Um, He's also kind of like a dick, but, like, baseball players in general are the Ooh, worst. Ooh, Bryce Harper. Ooh, Bryce Harper. I love Bryce Harper. No, no. You don't I'm like Bryce Harper?
1: No, Absolutely not. Why? Worse. He's, he's basically Justin Turner without red hair.
0: That's such a. I can't argue that, but like, there's so many flaws in that <laughs> sentence alone. It makes absolutely no sense. Uh, AJ McCarron, yeah. Like, here's here's the thing about AJ McCarron, and I know Bama fans like him. He I think it's he's his never mom. done one thing that's just been like, oh yeah, all right, good job, man. You stayed in your lane, constantly, constantly making decisions like that's not you can't be about that life. He opened a fucking sushi restaurant in Tuscaloosa. No. Yes. Why? you want good sushi, you go to the strip in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, I don't know why like but he also had that stupid ass tattoo that took up his entire concave chest and I, I will never forget this because one like he had some tattoo like on his arm. I remember he got back from like the summer and was like bragging about it and uh, like on the message boards and somebody asked him what the new tat was and he said, it's the skyline of Mobile. Have you ever been to Mobile?
1: Uh, no, I've been to Montgomery. Not and the that same. Was what?
0: You're just saying
1: words. Per- I mean, I'm sure it's equally as bad.
0: Okay. You ever been to Des Moines? No, I've been to Dallas, so it's like very similar. I'm sure. Well, they're in the same state, so it's a little the same. It's different cultures. You don't get it. Like Alabama's, there's there's it's like I wouldn't get it. You're right. It's like Hollywood. There's like different like subsects and like communities and stuff like that. Like Brooklyn.
1: Well, here's Queens. the here's the comparison. Like you could be like, You ever been to Tampa? No, but I've been to Miami. Eh, it's probably just as bad. That's fair. Yeah. Um Anyway, so that tattoo,
0: though, I will never forget doing a comedy show in Mobile. And I remember driving into the city and I was like, there's how there's no skyline. There's there's like four buildings in the whole city that are over five stories tall. And one of them is a fucking Holiday Inn Express. We went in that night and there was a pole vaulting competition in downtown Mobile. It's like in the middle of the downtown. I, like, you know how like just delusionally arrogant I can be about like comedy stuff sometimes. Like we pulled up to like the the building. I was like, oh shit, man. It's like a line around the door. This is gonna be sick. For us in Mobile, (laughs) Alabama. No, there was a pole vaulting competition. Like they blocked off an entire street for it. Um anyway, those are um all the people that we think are like the least likable. Y'all tell us as well uh who your least likable athletes are and like I feel like there's got to be some good ones because like we talked about this off air also like there's some people that hate Tua and Tebow and, and, and people like that. You know I hate is Denny Nagel, but we're not going to get into that today.
1: Wow, uh, okay, there you go. Denny. Um, all right,
0: Denny actual college football content. Let's get into it. So obviously- It'll be easier
1: off- to have content when it's actual season. You know, right now we're talking about Denny Nagel, Bryce Harper, AJ McCarron's concave chest. To be it's fair, I would times. like to do
0: an entire episode on Denny Nagel. Um, now listen, if you have a concave chest, guys, and you can't satisfy your wife- <laughs> Just tie it up call Neutrogenics today. They'll send you a bottle. It'll change your life. Um, you'll be playing quarterback in the CFL in no time. So... Is that
1: Nashville's... where he is now, by the way?
0: Or is he still like the backup for the Bengals? Who? AJ McCarron. I thought you meant Flutie. I was like, dude, Flutie's like 64 years old. <laughs> um, no, he's the backup for the Texans.
1: Texans. Yeah. Hey, now the Deshaun's going to be oh, traded. Let's just
0: not do this right now. So... Um. <laughs> sure. So... National signing day was last week. Uh we like I said, we realized that like it is not something that happened yesterday or anything like that. But since we just started the uh, the podcast, we still want to get into some of the stuff that happened on National Signing Day. First off, it, it's it's kind of a weird t- like the second signing day is always kind of odd because like you and I are huge Ball fans. We've been following it forever. And I used to like treat signing day in, in February like a like a holiday. It was like one of my favorite days oh, yeah. of the year. So much fun,
1: one hundred percent.
0: You know, it's it's not not as great just because you have um, early signing period, and like it's an overwhelming amount of of athletes sign during early signing period. So I believe there was only a handful. Like I want to say fifteen of the top three hundred in ESPN, or maybe it was eleven in the top three hundred from ESPN that hadn't signed. Um, they closed with the class, uh, or close with the, the final rankings. Alabama finished on top with the um what is apparently the greatest recruiting class of all time going through the the top five you know you brought it up the other day it's just it's the same it's the same names you see every year in the college football playoff right what are your thoughts on Saturday what are your biggest takeaways
1: uh yeah I mean that's basically I I feel like every year it's going to be Bama Ohio State Georgia in some order in the top three um so a couple years ago when they created this whole transfer portal thing and you know every year they're making it a little bit easier to transfer and you don't want to sound like an asshole and be like cuz ultimately the kids should have a lot of choice i mean they're already they don't get paid but i was nervous about what it would turn college football into yeah. because you know it, we're seeing it now it's uh the transfer portal is almost like another type of recruiting like you, you constantly have to recruit your own players on your own team this year i think what felt so weird with recruiting is that most of these kids that that committed if not almost the majority of every class has never been on campus never met That's, the coaches they're talking to in person
0: that, that blows my mind like i mean like and if like they, the transfer if they had be only been s- on when they were like a junior like you realize how much changes in your life from like 70 or 16 70 to 18 years old hey right and also we talked about this like Right when this first came about, and, and you're right. Like I, I, I thought the same exact thing that it was going to be something that would, I don't know, be like if it would be like a huge detriment. But no one feels bad for college football coaches because of the salaries and how much money they make and all that kind of stuff. Right. But it made their job so much more difficult. Because listen, I think a lot of coaches like recruiting, and and it's obviously a very important part of the job. Like I mean, in the SEC alone, like if you if you can't recruit, you will not have success in this conference. But it is also probably the most time consuming and, and in a lot of ways, one of the least likable things to do because you're constantly having to like, I don't want to say put on a show, but roll out the red carpet for these 16, 17 year old kids, just for the hopes of them getting a visit or, or coming to campus or, you know, enrolling. And then with the trench you're hundred percent right. It's not like you have to continue recruiting them. You absolutely do because if they don't right. feel, you know, welcome or, you know, loved or whatever their freshman year, they're gone. It's, it's so rare now that you see somebody stay and um, you know, like sit the bench for three or four years or like six or seven, like I did in college. But I mean, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I, I still think it's necessary and I love giving the kids more power, but the other side of this too, which is like, look at Dan Mullen, what he's been able to do. Some of like the work, these, these coaches have been able to put in when you might be getting, you know, outdone on the recruiting trail. Cause I don't think Dan Mullen's ever going to, out recruit Kirby Smart?
1: No, no, no chance. No. But
0: he, I think he's a better
1: coach than Kirby.
0: No, let's not get into this. People are going to be pissed. I don't. I mean, okay. I think if you look at the total body of work, you could easily make that argument.
1: I mean, uh, yeah, we don't have if to Kirby get into has it, but him
0: heads up like
1: decent. What's oh yeah, but I would argue that uh, Florida's roster was way worse than Georgia's this year, and they blew them out. Anyways, yeah. Okay. I mean, this, be, this
0: will be good for, we could get into this, but I mean, but it's,
1: but it's interesting. I mean, um, you know, take, take Eric Gilbert, for example, yeah. you know, LSU fans fired up to get the, the, the top rated tight end ever coming out of high school from the state of Georgia, from the state of Georgia, you know, I'm not sure what, what went down there. I mean, I think he got decent playing time. Maybe he wasn't happy. And all of a sudden he he's just like, right. this year. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's great production for a freshman tight end. All of a sudden, it's like, "Hey, I'm not happy with this, so I'm out." And you think the transfer portal, which, by the way, I think there was over like 1,500 kids in the transfer portal. Shut There's up. not 1,500 spots for right. people to go to. So when you announce that you're going to the transfer portal, your current team is going to move on from you. Mm-hmm. If you can't find a place to go, if you're not Eric Gilbert and you're not elite of the elite, you may not have a spot to go to. It's it's turning into a crazy thing, but I, I don't. It's Kind of off topic from from national signing day, I guess, but I think that goes into part No, we're of actually like, talking about
0: real content, so we should probably stick to this. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. I think that's part of why signing day now doesn't even mean much because I think of you know personally like recruits that I like that I wanted Florida State to get. Well, it's like, hey, you Tyler's know, as a Florida State fan. Just adds yeah. up. Yeah, I know. I'm, I've already I've seen in the Facebook group. I'm already taking a lot of crap for that. That might have been my uh, <laughs> But it's like you know, hey, maybe we keep this kid on the burner you know, maybe keep some sort of line with them, even though it's illegal. I'm sure they do it. And say, hey, look, if you're not happy your freshman year, why don't you come transfer down? And it's just like, it's a totally oh, different game. A thousand
0: game. percent. Coaches a thousand percent do that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's... I don't know where we're headed with all of it. Um, it, it right now, it's just totally unregulated. And now, basically, they've already... Has it passed officially that you don't have to sit out regardless if you transfer? Just the no, one time? It's...
0: It, it's I believe... I don't. I don't believe so. Maybe. Um,
1: I think it's like a, they're talking like it's a no-brainer that it's going to be passed that you anyone can transfer for one time. For one time, yeah.
0: So that yeah. I'm pretty sure that has been passed. I'm not sure if it's gone into effect yet, just because the the way last season went and like there's so many things that are kind of like you know moving pieces and like from just going from one season to the next now with how 2020 was like you know all these kids getting an extra year of eligibility and and that's such an odd like you're talking about all this roster management now that you've never had to do and and, and people moving on, like, you know, like Jerry Garantano, thank God he chose to leave Tennessee because that would have been the most uncomfortable conversation ever. It was like, listen guys, I'm back. No, (laughs) damn it. Like, please, please go. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I just, anyway. So I think that like the 1500 kids thing, I, I remember looking at this last year and it was at like 700 and, and the amount of quarterbacks that were in it, especially because, by nature, I feel like you, you know, a lot of times that could be a position where you're, you're the most sought after player in the country. You get the most attention from an early age. You're, you're obviously the most important player on the field. And besides the Holy spirit, and you're talking about like, you spend three to four years. Like I talked to Chuck Smith who who was a former Falcon and stuff like that on the TV show we do here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And he was a defensive line coach at Tennessee for one season. And he was telling me he hated it because you have to, you have to like like not belittle yourself, but you have to give up so much of like yourself right, to, to try to appeal to these kids. And it's so frustrating because, you know, you do it for three or four years before they even get on campus. And then once they get there, especially with quarterbacks, you can have like a fragile ego and they just bolt. And it's like, you put in, you've invested so much time in this whole thing. Again, like you're not going to, you're not going to find a lot of people feeling bad for college coaches. I think it is, Really interesting to see where not just from a grad transfer standpoint, but like coaches like Dan Mullen, who's been constantly criticized for how his like shortcomings in recruiting, he has excelled in the transfer portal.
1: Yeah, well, and I mean, the more mm-hmm. that especially quarterbacks have success, I mean, you look at Burrow, Fields, Hurts. yeah, I mean, all these guys they 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 lose their job or they don't get the job, they transferred to other big time schools, and look, Burrow won a championship, Fields played in a championship, hurts got to the playoff. I mean, but those are the elite of the elite and I, I worry like there's also stories like Mac Jones who came in with Tua mm-hmm. and waited his turn, didn't start till he was what last year what well, he's a 33 years old. Yes, 75 years old. Um, so it should be interesting, but you know, Alabama the Rich get richer, uh, best recruiting class ever, 7 five stars according to the composite rankings. Um, Ohio state was right up there too, with, with five, five stars, That's crazy. um, you know, we'll see, we'll see where things are headed, um, with recruiting in general. I, I don't like the early signing period. Um, right. these coaches now have found ways where they get kids to sign and then they leave schools or, you know, they'll wait to fire their coaches until after the right. early signing period. It's just, it's I haven't loved where that all the recruiting stuff is headed for a long time now, but it's uh, yeah, it's where in college football, that's where championships are made. You have to have the best players. I mean, I just,
0: I really, really wish that they would. Um, I know like we need like some sort of like regulation and like, you know, it can't be like the wild, wild west, but like, my God, that 30 for 30 from SMU was fucking awesome. I mean, like <laughs> I, I just wish we could go back to like, listen, this kid is probably not going to sign with you unless you show up with a shoebox full of cash mcdonald's bag whatever we're gonna to get to that here shortly but yeah i mean you know I, I thought obviously we talked a lot about like the the teams in the top five and how it is like a direct reflection of like recruiting you know not stars mattering or, or rankings mattering. real quick this is like my least favorite argument in college football besides anything dan Wilkins says when people say stars don't matter it oh it blows <clears throat> my mind because it's always like the worst it's, it's one person it's like a singular example kyle trask for instance right like stars don't matter stars 1000% matter. And I think they, yeah. they had a stat last year on um, Fox, I guess like their, their big Saturday show. It always cracks me up whatever they make graphics to post because undoubtedly the sec or teams from the sec are usually at the top of whatever they're posting. And, you know, that just like has to eat, like eat a Joel class soul, but <laughs> they were talking about like the teams with the most five stars signed since like 2017. And it was Bama, Georgia, Ohio state, Clemson and LSU. And sure, there's going to be two and three stars that, that, you know, beat the odds and, and work really hard and, and, you know, have a growth spurt or whatever, like top to bottom, you cannot sign a class full of three stars and just hope they pan out.
1: You right. can't right No, Yeah. I mean, look at tonight, the bucks top two running backs were both the number one running back Tyler coming out of high school. school.
0: That's the NFL. It's an entirely different fucking league.
1: They're both their running backs were the number one running back coming out of high school. Wait, Ronald Jones was. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you're much more likely to have a better turnout, uh, and better talent when you sign better players. It's kind of crazy. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, Right. right. (laughs) Uh, but you know, there's some disappointment. I mean, you know, if you look down at, at Florida, for example, I mean, until they kind of unraveled at the end there, they were having a really good season. And, you know, they they end up signing, you know, one five-star when, you know, their in-state rivals really aren't really that good uh, right now. Uh, You should be dominating the state. Uh, Yeah. You know, between Florida, Georgia, Texas, maybe a little California, you know, if you're in one of those states, you should be dominating that state if you're a good team and in recruiting. And it just doesn't feel like Florida does that. Well, I mean, I feel like
0: okay. So like, Mullen's never had to rely strictly on recruiting to be a great coach. Like he's, yeah. Oh, they yeah. always say, like, you know, he's he's like made the most, like made the most out of out of like nothing, or made the most out of little. I understand it like in that state especially because you have it's a rarity that you have three. I don't say blue bloods, but like premier mm-hmm. like programs in the same state. I totally get not being able to like dip down into like Miami, Coral Gables, and like all those places to get that kind of talent because they might stay home. They might. You know, a lot of times, especially you
1: see like, this year, a lot yeah, of people stayed home this year.
0: But like, you know, lose it, like you should be able to literally go out in your backyard and find a five star or a four star. And we've talked about this like ad nauseum, and, and I wonder how much of it is Mullen. Like, I know he knows that recruit like the recruiting is important, but he's had success without having to get these premier. Like, you remember the video of him talking about Nick Fitzgerald after the Egg Bowl. Someone was like, who did you get Nick Fitzgerald? First off, Nick Fitzgerald was one of the worst throwing quarterbacks in the history of college football. <laughs> like, like I mean, un, like blind Ikea furniture type, like accuracy, okay, and stability in the pocket. Like, awful. But he was perfect for that system, which is one of the reasons why I think, like, Emory Emery Jones is going to be really good for him next year. But he was bragging about after one of the games, someone was like, who who did you beat in the recruiting battle for Nick or Nick Fitzgerald? And he was like, who? Oh, that was a uh, UT Chattanooga. Diamond in the rough, great. Like, you know, he's not the one oh, to recruited Tras, but he like was able to, you know, really maximize on that kid's potential. You're gonna have to start out recruiting like Kirby at some point. And you're like you're right. Like Tennessee's down. I don't know if South Carolina is co- is coming back anytime soon. You better pray that Kentucky doesn't put it together like for consistent or consecutive seasons. But like it could not have been set up on a on a platter better for him. Like Tennessee is down like Florida state is historically down
1: yeah, worst They've ever been like since, since the, the 70s.
0: Carter administration. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's terrible. So I will say, I don't think it's going to matter. It's not going to affect him as much. And again, we talked about the, the transfer portal. He signed several five stars mm-hmm. uh, and you saw what they were able to do in that offense last year, looking at some other spots, just people or teams that I was impressed with Tennessee, I'm not making a joke here. Tennessee being able to hold on to the, like the number 16 class with all the shit and scrutiny, like that they're under right now. Thought that was impressive. Um, Well, I
1: mean, we we know why. I mean, but yeah, I mean, still, still
0: like (laughs) do you, boo. Um, I I thought that was pretty impressive. The fact that both Mississippi schools were able to close with a top 25 class was huge. I mean, I expected it from Lane Kiffin. He he has to be the best recruiter, especially if we could just wild, wild west. I'm just saying, um, but like Mississippi state being able to close with a top 25 class. Cause I, listen, I, I, we love him to death. The sound bites are great. As somebody that's been in media for three years, he's great for, for my job. I cannot imagine having a conversation with Mike Leach, like for any length of time. It, I don't, I have a feeling he's not going to be there for long. He's like, it's like Gary Busey. It's like, it's, this is <laughs> funny, but um, I, I also oh, um you're, you're serious.
1: Do do you think, how do you think Kiffin's long term at, at Ole Miss? I kind of do, to be honest. Really? Because he's he's,
0: he's been at like premier programs and he's failed miserably.
1: Right. It's my, it's maybe like the perfect avenue for him.
0: Yeah, in Oxford. Yeah. <laughs> Joey Freshwater. I mean back yeah. on the scene. I don't yeah. I don't know if he's still doing the Joey Freshwater stuff. Like there were I remember reports and we could talk about this on College well Uncensored, where he would like go out to the bars in Tuscaloosa. Like after games, but not like like, oh yeah, you know, Coach Kiff was like sliding into the back door. I mean like in his fucking coaches, like like team issued gear. <laughs> his visor. Yeah, like well and like in his like his like windbreaker or whatever, like, dude, come on. What are we doing? Hit here? up galettes. So yeah, I mean like and also like stains don't come out of those. You can't be dropping like a, a long island ice here, whatever he drinks. What do you think he drinks? <laughs> uh sex on the beach. Jesus Christ. Um <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's probably something like just really obnoxious like he probably just like yeah, three we're... fingers but of like rum <laughs> I'll do three fingers of Malibu uh, okay, thanks Joey um, to the FAU but no I thought you know the SEC having nine classes close out in the, the top 25 you brought this up the other day North Carolina is like quietly building a yeah. really strong program second year or they got a five-star mm-hmm. Chapel Hill sells itself it's a great school um, yeah
1: I, and by the way I never I thought Mac Brown was like the worst hire ever. When they what? announced it, I was like, Are you serious? Mac Brown, he's like 75 years old. What's wrong with that? Uh, so is our president. Well, that's true.
0: <laughs> uh, no, that's, that's, I'm making a joke because that, that yeah. is like the first thing I would like, to be like, Okay, no, you're not fit to do this job.
1: Right. Yeah, but, you know, you hired good coordinators, uh, you know, and, and look, college football, especially, well, really football in general, if you have a good QB, then, You've got a good chance and yeah. howell has been really good. They, they got a new kid coming in. This class is really good. So I don't know. I think UNC's. you know, between them and Miami, we'll see Miami starting to recruit a little bit better as well. Um, you know, that's that side of the division, which has been absolutely miserable for a decade plus might actually start to be decent. Um,
0: I'll be honest with you. I, I, if you gave me 18 guesses, I could not guess who's in that stupid fucking division. I like, I Do mean, even know the name of the division. There's the coastal and the leaders, the, the legends and the leaders. Um there's the coastal and the Atlantic, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That is what that just the name the name of the actual conference is what they named the, the divisions. <laughs> that's like if I told somebody like all right break them into two groups. This group would be called Chris and this group would be called Tefer. It's right ridiculous. Um easily identifiable, I guess. I guess. But yeah, I mean, like he's been able to, in North Carolina. Low key has like some really talented high school players.
1: Yeah, know. yeah, the, the, you're right. I know that's and Clemson's been dipping in there for a long time, pulling whoever they want, and I think North Carolina's kind of starting to shore up, you know, their their foothold there. Yeah, uh, Georgia's Michigan, actually doing a really good job there too. Michigan, top ten. Oh my god. Okay, why, so would, we, you wanna, why would you ever want to? Why would you want to play for 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 that? Like, who's going to Michigan? I, I just like. Seriously, Harbaugh took a pay cut. Like, that how, how does that show do. any sort of like faith in your coach? Hey, man, look, I'm not sure we can get anybody else right now because of Corona time. So we'll keep you around, but you're going to have to take less money. Dude, first off, he doesn't need money. Like, he's, he
0: is, he's like the epitome of like a 1950s dad that doesn't understand like what like current like modern money is he still drinks milk what adult (laughs) drinks milk i'm not talking about with oreos or like in in a white russian which is also gross like if you're an adult as somebody that worked at a bar forever if you're an adult and you come up and order a glass of milk i'm calling the fucking cops that's so weird (laughs) that's so weird coach sweeney's
1: got that drip (laughs) oh my god That's that's you know at least somebody
0: (laughs) ordering. Do you have a glass of milk?
1: No. At least least Dabo tries. You know he's trying with the TikTok thing. It was obviously terrible. Jim Harbaugh doesn't probably doesn't know what Twitter, TikTok, any of that is. He he organized a sleepover (laughs) with a kid, and it was for a kicker.
0: (laughs) Like that's like the creepy scenes from Back to the Future, like of like of McFly's dad, like like. I, I don't. I just don't. I don't get it. Like I mean. So Mullen, we give Mullen shit all the time. Mullen is basically just divorced dad, Jim Harbaugh. Like he's still wearing khakis, but like he's still got some J's on his feet. Harbaugh, I don't understand. Pleated khakis. Pleated let's, let's, khakis, yeah. which sometimes he'll rock like shirtless, God. which is just a confident, confident move. But for like, like if you're, if you're trying to sell, and if you're a Michigan fan or you, and you think that I'm being ridiculous, like I'll keep an open mind. I want you to explain it to me because I look at it and I'm thinking, like, okay, what what is the selling point here? Like, what is the actual selling point here? Because you've won a half of a national championship in the last since 1948. A half. Claim a full one. Bama does it all the time. Just claim a full one. No one's no one cares. But a half of a national championship, it's freezing cold up there. You don't beat anyone of significance. You don't beat your rival. You've been once in 14 years. You don't play for division championships, conference championships. Or national championships i just don't get it like you're bragging about things that happened in black and white (laughs) and so and like listen if you're a michigan fan bragging about tradition and this this drives me crazy like absolutely crazy because they are such a proud and an arrogant fan base and it doesn't fit with where they currently are it's kind of like tennessee no offense but at least tennessee fans are like aware that like you know like this everything sucks and i'm dying michigan like they're still under this like delusion that they are going to compete for national championships again bro you didn't compete for national championships before now right and if you're uh, bragging well, about having a half a national championship in the last 70 years that's like that's like somebody that's like a virgin but like bragging to his buddies. like i don't want to brag dude but yeah like i i dry up a lot i get around <laughs> i i just don't get it michigan is just Michigan and their tradition is just the chafed penis of the college football world.
1: Well, at least they've got great weather. I'm sure.
0: No, (laughs) like what is happening in that state? (laughs) Nothing. Kid rock even still live there. That's like one of the only selling points. I never thought I would say. Hey man, Detroit rock city. What are you just saying things? They try to overthrow the governor. Have you been to
1: Detroit? No, thankfully.
0: I went to Detroit in 1999 and, and I, it's the closest thing I've ever seen to the school book pictures of like war torn Berlin in the thirties. It, it is <laughs> thriving awful. metropolis, thriving metropolis. Um, anyway, if, if you're going to Michigan, you got to tell me why. And if you support the program, you, you have to tell me why, because you must be the most patient person in, in the world. I just don't get it. All right. Another fan base that's been unbelievably patient, actually pretty impressed with how they handled everything this time around, the coaching search, Tennessee, uh, again, realize like this happened a couple weeks ago, but it's too good not to discuss. And if you were under a rock or don't have Twitter or I don't know, hate being entertained by by rabid, crazy fans, you might have missed what happened in Knoxville. There was a um, a coup, I guess. I don't know. I mean, like they fired Jeremy Pruitt, which <laughs> I was shocked because he put up a sixteen and nineteen record, which is the third worst record in Tennessee football history since World War One which was in I'm, I'm looking at my notes, I believe 1450. Um, since uh, medieval times, that is the third worst record they've had in, in Knoxville. and9 um, versus Bama, Florida, and Georgia, eight of those losses being by 20 points or more, still have the audacity to say that they're closing the gap on Bama. Again, I, like know yourself, know your worth. Like if you got to say inspirational things to yourself in the mirror, I do it every day um it doesn't work though so Pruitt gets the boot and then the actual Super Bowl of Tennessee football started which was the coaching search and my god we should figure out a way to do like an American Idol or like an apprentice for Tennessee football every single year I would never stop watching
1: well they I mean mean, they got a hell of a steal for a coach $900,000 I mean that's pretty cheap in today's game So, oh oh shit! He actually only worked there for a week.
0: That so? What Tyler's (laughs) talking about is Kevin Steele, who was like, in in a year where we had literally a global pandemic, and everyone is like bitching about waiting for fourteen hundred extra dollars from the government. My man went out, got it up out the mud, made his own made his own luck. Little quote from uh from Titanic there, and somehow, like, he got a job that wasn't even like specified. He's like, oh yeah, Kevin Steele's hired by Tennessee. Oh, what's he doing? Uh, what What did you say? Don't no. Anyway, talk to you later. Like, don't worry about it. It's just the weirdest vaguest thing. Like, you knew some shit was about to go down, especially the way after he left Auburn. So, Kevin Steele is employed for two weeks, two weeks,
1: and because Tennessee fired name, him name, with with named him the interim coach, right? Yeah, for like a day and a half. That was yeah. that was more
0: like a like you know. I, that, that was more like a Dwight Schrute type situation, like so assistant to the, the regional, regional manager, manager yeah. or like, you know, like when you were a kid, like you get to be teacher for a day. Like, I don't want to do this. I just want to skip class. So Kevin seal was the coach for a day, which was nice of them. Um, and then once they hired uh, the new AD and Josh Heupel, he was let go because this is going to shock you. Um, Having on your resume that you've been to like 18 jobs in the last 11 years and also just tried to work with boosters to get your old boss fired, not the best look for, for new administration. But they terminate his contract and he got $900,000 for the two weeks of work. Incredible. incredible. It is incredible. Is, That's the American dream.
1: What are these coaching contracts, by the way, like what are these schools going to band together and be like, all right, We got to stop with these massive buyouts. Like, yeah. Oh, you were horrible at your job, so we'll just pay you $25 million to stop coaching. It is really bizarre. It it is like... At some point, it's like, can we just all agree as all schools that we're not going to do this? Like, you don't do it, we won't do it. And then, hey, look, we won't have to do this anymore. Ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not
0: sure that's how it works, but it's like, (laughs) it is the most... Man, it's just like a public cucking of, of... of the entire universities, it's like. Did you ever watch uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia? A little bit,
1: yeah, a little bit. You
0: remember when D dated that guy who wore the jean shorts and my, may or may not have been like slow, but he like and like painted his face as a lizard, but just like wanted to be with D, so he just like did anything she wanted, like sit in the car with like in like the middle of July with like the, the windows up. That's how these schools look. I mean, y'all look ridiculous. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. I think we've all. What's the what's the word the kids use nowadays? Um, Lit. Simp. Litty. No, now we sound awful. Like, like, I. It, there's simpia, no better simpia. example of like sipping for, for what, for, like for what in the grand scheme of things.
1: Simping for Jerry, Jeremy Pruitt. Simp Can you imagine simping for Jeremy Pruitt? What do you think? What do you think he's doing in New York right now?
0: Okay, so that's going to be a, a full segment. Like, in and he got another job in New York. If this doesn't become a fucking show on Bravo, I I will absolutely riot. Like. And if you think that sounds ridiculous and you wouldn't sit there and watch Jeremy Pruitt try to navigate his way through Manhattan, (laughs) can you, I mean, like think of all the words he's got to learn that granted we have always already known, but Mm -hmm. this whole new world for him, I, it's like, it's like a mix between blast from the past and also home alone or like he's like elf, but like without hair. Like, if, if Elf was, like, made after, like... Like, instead of Will Ferrell, they got, like, a thumb to be Elf. That's basically what Jeremy Pruitt is. There's... Imagine him trying to read The Subway, like, like all the different train lines. I can barely even talk about it.
1: My favorite thing about it is... I, you know... I read some, some, some people that, you know, follow college football and, and cover college football, and they were saying, you know, the, the Pruitt hire... What a flex was a, was a was a great hire for Tennessee because he knows he's learned the Saban way of recruiting, which is Sheet. what Kirby has done, what Jibbo Fisher has done, which is essentially finding a great way to get great players in under the radar. Okay. let's well, cool The
0: program sells itself.
1: Well, now it does. Yeah. Um, there are some coaches that haven't won a championship since like, I'll just pick a random year, 1980 that still get huge recruits. Um, but, but he just, instead he just gave out money in literal bags from McDonald's. McDonald's. Like that, that, that was his like, it's like real, just that, that was his, that was his way of doing things. I'm, I, it was foolproof.
0: It, no, it was not, it was, it was not at all. I mean, I, Oh my God. I just, I, I, the whole process like just fascinates me. Cause it's like, you had to go to McDonald's and be like, I need a shit ton of bags. Like for what? Like you want food? I mean, like I am not lying. I went to McDonald's twice the day all this news broke. It was, it was incredible, but like the whole theater of it, like I remember one time we threw a keg party and in, in, for Halloween, my, my junior year and we didn't want to pay for cups. So we went to McDonald's and just got them to give us a bunch of cups for like four bucks. First off, there's nothing worse than, like, room temp keg beer in a McDonald's cup that's, like, uh-huh. never keeps its, its form or shape. <laughs> um, they were, it was, it was actually Monopoly time, so that was pretty cool. But, like, the whole process of going to get all those bags and then filling with money, we have to figure out a more efficient way to cheat. Like, what? Like the rumors I heard about Justin Fields, they dropped, a, like, $100,000 in a duffel bag on his front porch. Like, go to depo- cash at me. Do not give me a chore. What are like uh, I I don't get it.
1: Yeah. So that was interesting. And it, it kind of reminded me of like I just thought, what would you do? What would what would be a way that you would try to cheat? Me personally? Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, I think maybe the smartest way they did it was the the suits that Bama never got caught with. That was one thing. Um, I would set up like in, in only fans, but like like legit for fans. Like, so like tell like your four and five star recruits to set up like, like an inventory of like feet picks or like, you know, like it's like nothing too risque, but like, you know, something low cut, something a little bit, a little bit revealing. And then tell people named like Randy from fucking Wetumpka that if you send 10 to $20, you know, I'll consider going to arkansas and, and you okay. still get a fee a foot pick you there's like that really appeals to some people
1: yeah well okay so that's an interesting way of doing it um i've always liked the you know i've heard stories about you know hey put put your house up for sale it, it may be a house that's worth 200 300 grand but we've got an aggressive buyer over here that's a cash buyer he wants to make sure that he gets that house, so he's going to pay you six hundred grand for it.
0: How do people have that much cash? I just I don't
1: or uh, you know maybe mom is a great artist and she puts up one of her pieces on Etsy. Okay, this this right here is is where I, I like this. Go on, me personally, I think that piece of art is worth thirty grand, and that's what I'm willing to pay for it. You like, might have it listed for fifteen dollars. I think it's worth thirty grand.
0: If you were it's just listed for 30 grand i mean like i feel like yeah. i wouldn't be great at cheating if i was a booster but i would be such a dick if i was the actual kid that they were after like i would i would, I would probably find like the the most like i don't know i mean they would probably be the art thing I'd be like i painted this for you <laughs> it's it's worth twenty thousand dollars like this you i'm listen chris <laughs> We just need to know if you're going to commit or not, because if I get one more fucking macaroni necklace from you, I, I'm twenty five.
1: The the price is now twenty five. <laughs> exactly. Um. So anyway, so yeah. Josh. Like ideas. So Josh Heupel comes in. I know a lot of a lot of people are shitting on this hire. Um. It could work out. I don't think he has the best track record at UCF, considering they've gotten worse every year he's been there. But which like like you that record declining every year. Like at UCF, that's not really acceptable, right? right i mean that seems like the best job to have in the g5 you're sitting in a talent rich state you're getting three stars in florida that aren't going to the big schools in the south are still really good players um so i don't know we'll see how it works he does have a son named jace which i think is going to be the worst name i was going to say i think that's going to be a a plus oh okay why why is that (laughs) I, I, met, I met
0: a um a kid this weekend. It sounds really weird the way I'm bringing it up. Um, oh, like a child? I mean, like, like okay, I, I didn't meet, I didn't like set out to meet them. I was talking to one of my good friends who was at a kid's birthday party. He also has a kid. I could not be describing this worse at all. Up next on To Catch a Predator. <laughs> Chris Hanson walking in the background <laughs> here. Chris, why don't you have a seat right here? Eat this fucking real stale burnt cookie. So there was a kid named Brenlin, which I, oh. that sounds like a car that won't start. And I could not have hated this child more. <laughs> um, anyway, no, like, like the hypo thing, I think like, you're just looking for stability. I I really think they should have gone like the coach O route. And that seems, that might just be like more idealistic, you know, and, and I'm not sure if it's like something you can execute, but what he was able to do at LSU, because, you know, he's familiar with that, that state he's from there. It, and it matters to him. And I think you have, you've had people come into Tennessee where like Kiffin's a good example. They've used it as a stepping stone and you have other coaches that you thought might be able to make the jump from like group of five or because their last name and, and take that next step into becoming a good coach. People really need to stop just hitching their wagons to anyone that's been a coach under Nick Saban. Right. At this point, like let's look at the actual numbers here. It can't be like statistically cannot be like, like a, Positive return on investment there, must champ, Pruitt.
1: None of them have ever beat Nick either, and that's kind of like what's so funny about the all the turnover in the SEC is that it's like everyone thinks it's they want to be Alabama, you know, they want to get to the top, and it's like, well, none of the people that used to work for him have ever beat him, so like stop hiring them, maybe go a different route.
0: I I I think that like you definitely from like an optic standpoint, you had to go offense because that was just an absolutely miserable struggle for this team and this program over the past couple of years. You, you paid Jim Chaney. Um, I, mean, I honestly, now that I think about it, he, that's where the McDonald's bags came from. Um, he
1: would just eat the food and then that's out. Yeah. Use the bag
0: probably. Yeah. It's just, you also got to fly of fish in there. Thank you. So, um, so
1: you were going down the route of saying, you know, get someone from the state that it means a lot to like, who did you have in mind? So that was the extent of my plan that that was the whole thing. Like,
0: you, you know me, like I'm, I'm really good on like saying ideas, the execution not my thing. Love it. Um, it, like I don't think Al Wilson necessarily is like a, a guy, but like that, that guy had like ferocity, like T Martin. I don't think that would have yeah. necessarily been like a bad hire. I was
1: going to say T Martin.
0: Yeah. Back up the fucking Brinks truck and, and convince Peyton to do it. You guarantee yourself getting Arch Manning. It, like can, imagine the excitement around that program. If Peyton Manning was the coach. Imagine the excitement around like college football in general. Like you would, you would be a, you would make the final cut for every single high, highly ranked quarterback and possibly recruit in not only the Southeast, but the entire country. Um, But yeah, instead you got Josh Heupel who's Chum Lee, but shorter. Could have got
1: Cutcliffe maybe.
0: No, that is a bad idea. (laughs) Um, But I mean, I, I think that it was a necessary change and, I'm glad they didn't do anything that was going to be remotely close to having their hand forced from like the fan base, because we saw that went last time. And this is, this is going to be like a, a, a rebuild that like, everyone's going to have to be in on. You're going to have to commit to it. Like, I'm not sure how many years it's going to take, but you just need to set expectations and be like, here is where we are realistically. And it's going to take this long to get there. And these are the steps of how we're going to get there. Cause otherwise you can't, you can't just keep putting band-aids over shit. Trust me, man. yeah. Band aids are expensive. I f-
1: I feel like in this day and age too, with uh, the early signing period, like you come in, like look at Auburn. You know they, they had a, the twenty ranked class because Harson came in super super late. A bunch of people bailed on the class. You got to be committed to, and they're not really a dumpster fire like Tennessee or Florida State, where like I've I've been saying you got to you got to commit to five years with this. COVID. Yes, like you can't you can't give up after three because you're just gonna stay in that cycle you know yeah. um so look you just you're gonna have to be patient it sucks it, th- these days like everyone wants everything now um but you're gonna have to stay patient tennessee fans i feel you this I feel is the almost pain.
0: exactly how i described my parents paying for my last year of college which is like you got to commit to five it's not going to be three ever <laughs> um i'm kidding i paid for my my college but i i agree with you man i totally agree with you and and i think that the change will be good. At least they'll have a better offense. The Cheney stuff, like having 1.6 million dollars for an offense that never finished above 11th in the in the conference, um, yeah. I, I think I think it's nothing but but uh, but positive. I think um, changes moving forward. He's playing dodgeball and shit this weekend. Like I already like oh, him. Oh yeah, I already like him. Um, all right, so we are going to close out with uh, a couple of things that are familiar if you've listened to the pod before. Um, hope you guys enjoyed most of this. Tyler's about to fall asleep because we are recording this after the Super Bowl. It's 1130 on a Sunday on the Sabbath. Um, but we'll close out with a little bit of fourth and wrong answer some of y'all's questions uh, and then get to the uncensored moment of the week. I, I should have known something like this would happen. Um, we threw out a bunch of questions, fourth and wrong. And you guys for our first episode, strictly not, not like one question or a little bit like a theme, Just strictly want to talk about poop and we're not going to do that. That's weird. Um, So we threw out a couple more questions as well. We'll save poop for the next time. Um, (laughs) The first question I have here from Joe Morrison, should guys expect a present on Valentine's day?
1: So Joe, I'm going to take this one here. Um, No, you shouldn't. And uh, if you're married with kids, in my opinion, I don't think the, the, uh, this is going to be controversial. I don't think you should be exchanging gifts with your significant other at all. I don't think she, she should get Christ. one either. It's all about the kid right now. I, hopefully she never listens to this. Um, well, she's <laughs> going to find out on Valentine's day when I don't <laughs> get her a gift. No, but when you have a, a kid charmer. in the mix, it's like, what's the point? You know, we're already bleeding money at daycare. Do I really Why need is to get daycare you? so expensive? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, can't wait to have a second one. Double it up. But um, no, nah, it's just like, we're already trying to save money here. Does, does is the hundred dollar gift that I get you really going to like be worth it here. Like, let me, I'll get you some flowers. I'll get you a card. That's going to be the extent. Okay. And you don't need to get me. anything. I don't even want anything. I don't want anything.
0: (laughs) That answer was brought to you by white Oakley sunglasses. Is Your name, Chad. I, yeah, I mean, I think, I guess that's fair. I like, I say the best Valentine's day I ever had, like, and that includes any time I've ever been dating someone or, or any of that kind of stuff. When I was 15, my parents like went out on date night for the night and left me 20 bucks and never came back. (laughs) Well, no, that was when I was like four, but um, that was different. That was just dad. So uh, no, but like Valentine's Day, uh, they went out like a date night and they bought me Joe dirt on VHS, which was just a lovely evening, a pizza and and a two liter of Dr. Pepper. And I mean, like, that is love, brother. That is love. So yeah. I don't know if you should be expecting a gift, but like, I mean, you also like, you, I mean, they, you should, you should get something. I don't know. All right, whatever. Um, all right. Second question from Michael Spencer Bilby. Uh, one of the most um, consistent posters in the group, but also the most obnoxious name. I live on a lake in new England that's frozen and now has 15 inches of snow on top. Should I cut holes in the ice and go ice fishing Buy snowshoes and walk around the lake? that I don't know why that was even written down or shovel out a big area and water it to go ice skating. Mike, I want you to listen up. Here's the deal. One move. You should move. Yeah. You should a thousand percent move. That sounds awful. And like, if those are your only three options for entertainment, first off, get a Snuggie and stay inside. There's so many good things to watch on TV. I was mainly concerned about the ice skating because you threw that out there. Like it was just like a a hobby you could pick up and you would somehow already master ice skating is probably the most difficult sport that we don't take seriously in the world.
1: It's impossible.
0: It's a giant sheet of ice. You have a, a floppy Timberland boot that you have put on top of a thin blade. Yeah. A thin, (laughs) a weapon cut, like cut code knife. Yeah. Hibachi knife. And then, you have to go put on like a sequin dress and go skate around and not fall.
1: Yeah. I'd say just stick with the first piece of information was you should probably just move.
0: Yeah. But it sounds lovely. I mean, yeah. you, like, Dunkin' Donuts is cool. New
1: England. Great. Tom Brady's the goat.
0: Um, God, you sound so jaded. Okay. Uh, last question here. We'll get to it. Um, we're not going to talk about do you go number two in public restrooms? I Obviously not. I prefer not to. It's, it sounds yeah. awful. It always is awful. Um, But I do like the follow-up here, which was worst place to get, worst place to poop.
1: So side note on the first one, I went K through 12 without ever pooping at school. This is
0: unbelievable. The test episodes were so good, and now here we are, just <laughs> running like a
1: uh, worst place to poop. So for me, it's like when I would take a, when I go take a road trip. As we've mentioned, you know, I went to school in Tallahassee, so a bunch of my friends live in Florida. So when I go to visit them and I drive. I got to go through all these really terrible towns in South Georgia. Oh yeah, and like p- trying to, you know, if if it's like a desperate situation, you got to pull off to one of those gas stations. I mean, I think that's where coronavirus was invented in one of those places. I, and it's, I, I'm like throwing up in my mouth, almost thinking about it because it's gross? had to happen before. Very poorly, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, that would probably be the worst place. I mean, I'm sure there's others, but I just that's the first thing that get in my mind.
0: Um, Morning after. We'll say you're at a new girlfriend's house. I cannot tell you how many fake showers I took in my in my mid to late 20s um, after staying out too late the night before, because you've also like that's like the time in your life where you're like, I mean, I guess not for you because you don't drink Jaeger or have fun, but um, you've just filled your body with like bottom shelf vodka and trash for like four hours um and then stayed the at a stranger's house or vice versa and then you just wake up like oh boy um thank god and the, and for the feeling uber. comes
1: on quick by
0: the way yeah it, i mean thank uber is such a godsend because you know before that you would have to nobody orders a taxi because this isn't like fucking 1970s january pruitt new york so you would have to drive, drive them home. I, I would honestly like, it would get to the point. So I'd be like, just take my car. I don't care. I don't need it. It's, it's a Buick Regal. All right, we're finishing with this. It's the uncensored moment of the week. We'll keep it short and sweet here. Um, I, Jared Porter, GM of the Mets, sent uh, an illicit photo, gotten some big trouble. I think he's fired, right?
1: Definitely fired.
0: Okay. I didn't know. Didn't <laughs> yeah. know. If they- so no one told me that that was frowned upon. Um, sent a dick pic to a uh a young lady he was pursuing. Honestly, I've never really understood dick pics just because it's I don't if they want to see it, if, if, if somebody wants to see that they will ask for it, guys. We need to we need to do a much better job of respecting women and and not um sending pictures of one of the least unsolicited. <laughs> yeah, unsolicited. And it wasn't only unsolicited and this is why we have to talk about it is because that was his response after the 60 seconds text he sent in a row that didn't get a response you tell me like i i understand the whole shoot your shot thing but like not in this case shoot your shot does not involve you sending a picture of your downstairs going to lake flaccid for the weekend and and trying to win somebody over with that kind of hail mary
1: stop doing this well if i if i read the article correctly chris just to correct you on one thing you said there it was a, a naked erect penis so, a little different. It regardless, wasn't. Regardless, I mean, uh, no, but the, you're exactly right, Chris. I mean, you just, I, I feel as though the normal human brain, the way it should work is, you know, even if you have got to the point where you've sent 62 messages without response, your next thought probably should not involve leave the genitalia. Country. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, at some point you just got to think, hey, this this probably ain't gonna work out for me. Maybe I move on, you know. And uh, a lot of plenty of fish in the sea, and and maybe they
0: actually want to see. Oh, that's like Dr. Seuss over here. Love that. I was, I was gonna say Dr. Phil because this is this is uh, just. Uh, More, I was I was epidemic. talking about the rhyme. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. So Jared Porter, uncensored person. Well, he wasn't uncensored for. His little escapade. He's not sure.
0: our MVP of the week, but he is our first winner of the uncensored moment of the week. Um, it's not a list you want to be on. So, congratulations, to Jared Porter. Uh, congratulations to you all for for listening. Hopefully, to this entire episode, um, because uh, as we we figure things out and on the tail end of a Super Bowl, we're tired. You got to get some sleep. But we appreciate it. Again, we will be doing this every single week. Um, we will have it up in its own feed. Make sure you go like, review it, um, tell us why you like Michigan or and or dick pics. And, uh, and we will continue, I guess, uh, on to next week. Make sure you join the Facebook group as well, the SCS Pod Facebook group. You can get all the info in there. Follow me, Vern Funquist, on Twitter and social media, as well as SCS. And also, Tyler, shout out where they can find you as well.
1: Uh, it's not too tough to track me down. It's at Tyler Huck on Twitter. So. Important in the
0: market on that name. All right, yeah. so we hope all of you have a fantastic week filled with White Oakley sunglasses and tons of gifts for your Valentine's Day. Love you all.